All right, welcome back to the Play More Podcast. I'm Jay, I'll be your host, and this is episode number 16 in the series. Again, this is brought to you by Played Again Sports in Kennesaw, Georgia, where we buy, sell, trade, and consign new and used sports and exercise equipment. So thanks for uh, uh, listening. I'm sitting here with Tom Thompson, longtime customer friend, and uh, we've had many a gab uh, about fitness-related stuff mostly over the years, and it's kind of evolved uh, into this music thing. Um, how you doing, Tom? Very, very well. Yeah, I mean, we had known each other for quite a number of years, and uh, it's funny how all of a sudden uh, a topic comes up in the conversation, and you find a common interest, which you just never thought was there, and you almost felt like you wasted time, because <laughs> you, you didn't know about it earlier. <laughs> yeah, how true. How true. So you, you got some issue going on today, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess today our topic is going to be kind of like a smorgasbord because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know I twisted my knee. I was going to get your opinion on it, thinking that you're into the sports-related sports topics. Do? And maybe I was, run, I was like, uh, at my age, I should be more cautious about running around like a maniac, like I'm, like I'm 25. But I was run, racing up the stairs, actually almost hopping up the stairs, and I noticed I twisted the knee. So, you know, you really don't know how serious it is, uh, you know, uh, so I'm thinking, well, like a lot of people might just rush to the doctor and have an MRI. I'm just kind of like thinking, I'm hoping that it's not, 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 not that serious. So, um, but at any rate, uh, a week later, I feel it. much better. And uh, if it doesn't seem like it's improving, I guess I will have to see an orthopedics and then he'll order an MRI and see where I am. But I mean, like you go, you, you Google the situation and you, you're going to get all kinds of topics and you just don't really know where you are. It could be, it could be the muscles. It could be a, a tendon, a, a ligament, uh, you know, is it the ACL, LCL, MCL? What, what is it? You know. Oh gosh. But um, me, me, it's basically if if I'm I can walk if I keep it in an upright position, but I don't start twisting it, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's improving. So that, that's that's the course I'm going to take. So what what's your opinion? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's good to get a doctor's opinion, uh, well, which I'm sure. not. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I think just listening to our bodies and, and see yeah, how it's trending. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. there's a guy in here if. Uh, if you listen to episode six of the of the Play More podcast, uh, at, well, actually afterwards, that gentleman was telling me he had some knee injuries, and uh, went to the doctor, and the doctor basically said, "Dude, uh, you know we can only get it 90 percent anyway." He said, "Make a muscle. You look strong. You're active." He said, "You probably get 85 percent better just on your own, and through, you know, uh, disciplined." You know, rehab or exercises did or he, things did, like did that. Did he determine exactly what the injury was? He did. Or he just looking at it symptomatically to make it No, decision. he did. He said he had a slight tear, and I don't remember his... Yeah, because there's, there's different degrees. If it's like a, a degree one, it's basically going to heal up on its own without having to have any surgery. So if it gets further than that, then you're going to probably have to have surgery. And it's usually going to be arthroscopic if they go in there and, and repair the tear or whatever you're going to do. But, you know, so. I, I went to I went to a... A doctor for my shoulder it's been kind of jacked up for years right and uh um you know he's showing me this where the little tears are in my labrum and my rotator cuff and uh you know you consider surgery you know is that an mri revealed this yes and um um of course can't you know if you wait any longer you know it could get worse and you might not be able to have surgery at all and oh my gosh and, like, i was scared to death and but you know i got some you know, basically, it was like zero chance I was going to do that, and because it wasn't that bad at that point, and he even right. admitted, you know, not that bad at that point. But uh, um, I, I, I carry around uh, rehabilitation exercises on a little sheet of paper that's 
been folded up so many times into my backpack it's almost al dente you can hardly read it um, but just some, some you know minor exercises with the arm and little stretch bands and stuff and it seems to help so generally speaking when you first have the injury uh, you're supposed to try and elevate it to, to, to kind of rest it and also compression so I did all the right things but what's really what's really strange is I didn't have any swelling hardly any swelling but they actually see sometimes the swelling can appear two to three days later see how, how it gets kind of complicated yeah. but I put the brace on and I try but also you're supposed to probably try and move it so you don't want it to tighten up so much so you, it's a combination between resting it and having some mobility so that's kind of like what I've been doing and I'm doing a lot better at one point this this, this was this is this I couldn't do this He's straightening the so now, right now, now, now yeah. I can do it but I think it's still good to go around and, and move around a little bit you know what I mean? I still know the launch. Can you believe it? I'm, I'm a trooper. <laughs> well, I, a customer told me years ago, um, he, he just said, you know, hey, you, if you, all of a sudden you got to, if you tweaked your foot or ankle or knee or whatever on one side, you know, don't start favoring that because right. you'll get out of line and whack. Just force yourself to walk through the pain or whatever and right. stay as, right. as balanced and symmetrical and place your feet, you know, one in front of the other as they should. Right. So I mean, I would think if you had if you had a significant ACL or MCL something like that, you're probably you're probably going to have a significant swelling from what I from what I hear, and you're probably not going to be. It's going to be pretty difficult to walk on it. I would think. I don't know. I mean, you see these Lose these injuries, the sports injuries. They they, 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 they got to pretty much like the football. They got to they got they got to wheel them right off, off off the field. They can't walk. Yeah. But what's funny? Remember Carson went well. Ironically, you're you're the manager played against sports, but you're not really into sports that much specifically, which is kind of why people I, out there. Can you believe it? Yeah. So um, well, I, maybe I don't know if that's good promotion or not. Well, I don't know. It's a truth. I, it's, I it's don't funny. follow. I'll go ahead and just well, well, spill it here. I don't follow teams and sports of any kind. I really don't know stats. I don't know who's playing, who's winning, who's right. whatever. But generally to, speaking, you know. But to me, to, you know, you, to watch somebody play a, a sport, it's like, well, I want to go play, you know? In, in a way, I kind of tell people that aren't into sports, I say, actually, in a way, you might be doing yourself a favor because, I mean, I'm, I'm a Philadelphia Eagle fan, and, and it took me, what, about 60 years to finally win it. All that time you, you were into it, I mean, you, theoretically, you could have been doing something else instead of winning all that, all that, ag all that agony over over the years. But yeah, you go but, to a, uh, you go to a sports event and you don't know whether you're going to be just exhilarated or just right. demoralized. But the reason I brought that up was I was going to mention Carson Wentz, the quarterback of the Eagles. Now, when 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 he, when he tore his ACL, it was against it was, it was against the Rams like uh, uh, two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl and, and Nick Foles won the uh, you know won the MVP. But he kind of like the torch was kind of passed to, to Nick Foles because Carson Wentz got him there. But he he tore his ACL, but he was like continuing to play. So I'm thinking that's not a good sign because I mean if I uh, hurt my knee and I'm still, you know, and he, he was still able to play, there's no guarantee that uh, you don't have an ACL if you're still able to walk around. You see my point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that that's in the back of my mind. Well, you know, I mean, you, you know, get it checked out, just to be sure. Did you ever get any uh, comments on your podcast at all? Well, you know, we just launched it uh, a couple weeks ago, so and the reason I brought much, that up you know, is my my friends and my mom uh, who who are signed up yet, and, and the, I think my mom's already tapped out. <laughs> the only reason I brought that up is yeah. like there might be doctors out there listening to this, and somebody might say, you know, they're they're listening to our conversation, and might say, well, I'm gonna. I'm going to throw in a comment here, and he's probably going to well, say, "You better get to the doctor right away." Or something. <laughs> well, for sure, and uh, we always, uh, you know, promote people asking us questions so we can go try to find some answers or show topics or whatever. But you know, so the other Tom and I, we've talked many times over the years, and uh, 
you know, one of the other hobbies or interests we have, in addition to working out, but we'll stay on working out for a second. You've always had an interest in some of the older collectible type brands, like York, for example. Like you're less interested well, in if it came if it was made last year and looked brand new and shiny, you wouldn't be interested in that. Well, I was exposed to a kid because my my dad was like, in addition to being like a chemistry and physics instructor, he was really into sports. He was a catcher for the high school team, the whole thing. So he he was weightlifting and he he had the vintage York stuff. I mean, he had the whole thing. He had the shoes, you know what I mean? Uh, and he had uh, weighted the, the, uh, the, the dumbbells, the, the weights. He had everything going on. So I was exposed to York. And then you always thought of York as being, you know, a premium quality uh, uh, Did you company. ever see their facility with the big guy out? Well, they're out in Pittsburgh, I think, out in that area. And, Somewhere out there. Uh, yeah. Out in West, uh, I forgot the name of the town, but they're, they're in Western Pennsylvania. I don't know if they're still there or not, but I, I noticed that some of their stuff is being made in China now. I don't know whether it's a different company or, or what's going on. I think there's two different Yorks out there. There might, be, there might be one that's actually. Well, they, they, I think they have a USA division in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of them, one of them is probably Good the quality is yeah. better than, than the other. For sure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But that's probably like kind of like Troy versus Cap now or whatever. Or, or no, no, the different levels of Troy basically. Yeah, USA, Troy. V VXX is yeah, it or something whatever. like that. But. Uh, but at any rate, uh, so all right. So then, with the other things, you know, when we when we work out and we do all these cool things or whatever sports you're into, usually we have some kind of uh, uh, we're listening to music. Yeah, you right? have some sort of entertainment. I'll tell you, I mean, especially if you have if you have someone to work out with, that's that's the greatest thing because you've yeah. got conversation going on. Yeah. But if not, I mean, the best thing is to have your 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 gym set up and have the music going on. It kind of kind of motivates you. Ooh, yeah. And it's it's really great. So I, I've been kind you of doing that over the, years. The environment. You know, and, uh, the, the high energy, low energy, mellow, abrasive, upbeat, whatever. Yeah. So we, we you know, uh, if you've been around music, like all of us have, right? Uh, and uh, over the years, you're you exposed to different things, and uh, it's such a pleasure. I, I've I've really been, you know, I, I first <laughs> well, today these days I still fortunately get exposed to music by. You know, a lot of my employees or my my children they they turn me on and keep me right. a little bit a little bit up to up to date although i'm not really by their standards but uh but going way back is it I, i've got this wide lens of music that i like and it, there's so many different genres that just make well, that, me that's happy. what we cross paths when we got to know each other better in music we got to know what each each one of us likes yeah yeah and, so you're, uh, you're a uh, a generation or so just before me, but our, our musical paths uh, cross. Right, and what I like about us is we're both open-minded as far as being exposed to more stuff. I mean, I, you know, yeah. a lot of stuff I like is even before my time going back. To yeah, the, going back to the late fifties. Hearing new stuff might be. You know what I mean? So my collection, <laughs> I have like a in a large CD collection, a large album collection, anywhere the fifties right on through to through the eighties, basically. So it's kind of like. Uh, I'm into the quality of the sound with it, with a sophisticated the sound system. So I kind of like uh, or compa compare a CD with an album, and it, it's kind of a challenge to try and find the best sound that you can. And a lot of times it's disappointing, and then you got to go back to ground zero and stuff like that. Matter of fact, uh, you know, I'll show. I brought you some albums for you for your. Uh, I can't and, wait to get them. I'm practically going to give it to you for nothing because uh, on my system, I don't. Know, I might be having some problems on mine because I noticed some static on on, on the phone, a part of it. So, so I I'll so have to address that issue. So over the years, right? If you're if you've been into music, you've you've collected music, and it's one of those hobbies that uh, you can never complete. Uh, you'll never, you know, own all of it, right? And right. there's always something else. So over the years, the first thing I got into, or the first, 
I guess I got it for a Christmas present or something. I got a, a Lloyd's 8-track portable, you know, stick the cartridge in. And that was the deal. And I, I went and bought some ACDC uh, uh, 8-track tape. And, and then now, it was did 8-tracks come out yeah. the same time as cassettes? or did, Which one came out first? Uh, or were they out the I, same time? I don't time? know. I, I probably, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Because I, 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 I never had the 8-tracks. I had the cassettes all the time. That's it. So you either had the 8-track, yeah. which was short-lived, and I was out of that. But then you had vinyl, and you had a record player, and everything associated with that. Or you had the you were the cassette guy, or maybe both. Right, you're cruising right. around. You have the portability of the cassettes and the, that hum of the <laughs> as the cassettes playing in the in the car. Um, so yeah, and then and then you know you, you build up a collection, right? And then okay, CDs come out. Oh, I gotta yeah. start all well, over. Well, way back, I actually I I, I was uh, I I was taping stuff music off the radio with a reel to reel. Are tape. you kidding me? Yeah, I was using oh, the, I gosh. had a, an, I think it was Ampex reel to reel. Stuff like uh, War, you know, Chambers Brothers, putting that on, and your long version, Chambers Brothers, and I'd play back on the reel to reel, you know, with the fireplace going on Saturday, and I having a party going spooky. on. I mean, that was really great. And then, you know, and then, uh, you know, I had the a cassette player where I, I, I basically take my vinyl and put it on the cassette, and then I play the cassette in my car. Yeah. And when I graduated college, I bought myself an Alfa Romeo convertible, oh, and I sweet. put JBL speakers in the back. And I had a, uh, I forgot the, the, the brand, it was a Craig or one of those high-end uh, cassette players. Uh, what were you rocking out to at the that time I could when take you first it out. car? Well, stuff like the doors. I, I, I had this vision like, uh, well, I'm on, I remember New Year's Day, I was, it was a gorgeous day, and I'm out there with the convertible top down, playing the music in there, and coming in the other direction was another convertible, and we're waving them one another <laughs> on New Year's Day. It was really ironic. But I mean, the neat thing was, I mean, if I didn't feel like putting the top back up on the car, I could just take the, the portable cassette player out with me. I'd go just to work, take it out with me, go into work, and deposit the cassette deck. I'm ready to go. Pretty cool. But it was really great time, because yeah. I had all these, and then I, I'd make these, 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 these tapes. Like, I might have one that's an easy listening tape. And I'd make these tapes, give them to my parents from time to time. They'd take me taking these long trips, and they, they loved it. So, that's but cool. as time went on, like, uh, it's really, really wild how the vinyl collecting vinyl my whole life and all of a sudden it started when the CDs were coming on on, on the scene it was starting to like uh, you know no one was really interested Fade in it anymore but I, I, I took good care of them I put them away and tell you the truth like I told you I think it was almost like 20 years I hadn't even looked at the vinyl yeah. and ironically I'm sitting there and like all of a sudden vinyl starts coming back probably yeah. almost 10 years ago it started coming yeah. back with a vengeance I'm reading all these articles on and all and that was really neat because I'm thinking oh right I guess I'm still in the, in the game here with and it's so funny it's coming back at a time when when the MP3 and the streaming of music starts taking off, and you're like, right? Why would I buy music? I'll just steal it, essentially. But you know, get it for free and bootleg it, whatever. And you have all of this stuff right at your fingertips. Walk a jukebox, walking around. It couldn't be any better, right? But yet it's not, you know. And then something about going to that old school, that tactile, you know, pull the vinyl album out, lay it on there, right? Drop the needle, and and then you've got you're likely you're going to sit there for the 20 minutes and listen to at least that one side. Where man, today's music on my phone or whatever, I'm I'm on to the next song before the first one's finished. You know, and, and I have this humongous like 45 collection. A lot of it's a pop song, like all the Elvis stuff. Like I'm thinking, if you're having a party and you want to basically delegate your, delegate yourself as a DJ. I just think it's kind of neat if someone requests a song and you go pick it out yeah. and you got the sucker sitting in your hand 
and you put it on, or just something about that. I think it's kind of neat. It, it is different. You know what I mean? So I mean, not, a, a lot of people might not feel that way, but I mean, if you're, I mean, the nostalgia is out there. So I would, I would think that that would be pretty impressive. I don't know, but uh, it's funny how uh, even some of the younger people, like I'm reading some of these articles where some of these people are jealous of their parents because they weren't around to appreciate the Beatles when they first came oh, out. Oh my gosh, I mean, yeah. they wanted to be there and really, really uh, participate in enjoying it right, right, right on scene. I mean, like there's nothing like that. But I mean, that was such, that was so great when that like came out. David Gilmore from, from Pink Floyd, he, he said he, yeah. he really never got to experience what it was like for to be a kid and then just drop down, you know, Dark Side of the Moon and, and listen to that album from start to finish. Because he made it, you know, he was just, right. just already there and, you know, it didn't mean the same to him as that, like, as we, the first time we got to hear, you know, Abbey Road or... Or any of this albums, or some right, Stones right, album, or right. It's funny as your album gets larger, and you're trying to figure what's an easy way of filing them. Well, what what I what I decided to do on the albums was, uh, I decided to have the Beatles as a cutoff point, <laughs> kind of like '64. All right, so I'll go in there and I'll, and I'll decide what year. So a lot of times I'll be playing on YouTube to find out what year it is and stuff like that, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll find out what, and 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 then basically it comes at like about 60, 64 is kind of the cutoff point sometimes you have groups that were that were like like Smokey Robinson the Miracles that was doing like in the early, even like late 50s early 60s but carried right on through yeah, Bob Dylan. same with Stevie Wonder if they carried right on through then they go post Beatle okay and it's really making it easy and it kind of like I had I have four bins with about 100 albums in each about comes up about 500 albums and it, it worked out perfectly it spread it out I have like two that are post Beatle and two before and it's really kind of neat. That's awesome. And a lot of, a lot of times it's a challenge. You know, like, say I have somebody like... Uh, I'm alphabetical, start to finish. Some, somebody like... A to Z. On, and I love, sometime when you come over, I'm, I'm going to put some stuff on and you're, you're going to swear it's Elvis and it's not. You ever heard a song called Suspicion by Terry Stafford? I don't know. It sounds like Elvis Presley and it's a tremendous song. Well, you well, turned me on to that That was Jack 1963. Jones guy. I'd never heard of him. Jack it's Jones. Fantastic. Lady by Jack Jones was pretty pretty far back. I, I forgot what year. It was probably about 63, something like that. But he extended further than that, so he probably, you could probably, well, probably go post jazz, uh, you know, Vegas but, uh, kind of swinger singer, yeah. And then I put all the jazz in one separate section. So actually, I got, I got, I got uh, five bins then. You know, I put the jazz in with the, ironically, uh, soundtracks, like Studio Fifty Four with disco. Gentlemen, people out there, I do like disco. I, I, I have, to, have to tell Everyone you. Everyone else does. But too, if you're gonna, if you're gonna criticize, I have to tell you this. That uh, Dick Clark, <laughs> apparently the, the the guru of American bandstand, the '50s music, the dancing, all that stuff. Apparently, his favorite type of music was disco. So a lot of people don't know that, but I just thought that really. I interesting. think I heard so, Mick Jagger's favorite song they did was "Miss You," which is that's, disco. I, yeah. I love that. That's in, that's, in my, that's in my dance section. I'm just thinking a lot of times when people come over and you're just socializing, having a good time, and just just nice to me, putting on some good yeah, dance music. Yeah, it's non-threatening. I mean, I, yeah. I put on like Into the Groove by Madonna, followed by Miss You by The Stones. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling. You know what I mean? So as, as, uh, as I've so. gone through these collections over the years, you know, I, I collected all this vinyl and then lost it along the way, and then collected all these CDs and then lost it along the way, and then I 
collected all when you these. you say uh, lost it, you mean as far as it, it, well, it just got misplaced sold or it was like damaged? Just, or you just, yeah, just, just kind of moved on to the next hobby or whatever, you know. Probably. You know, I kind of went through that when I wasn't taking care of him. I had the whole Tijuana Brass thing. I was, I was a trumpet player playing Tijuana Brass. Herb Alpert. You know, Herb Alpert. And I, yeah. I, had, I had every one of his albums. I don't have any right now because I, they all, all got basically destroyed over playing them and everything. Probably at the time I bought them, they were all mono anyway. But I, I broke but, him out uh, the other day. I was listening to Rise. I kind of got over I, It's not that I don't like him, but I kind of got over him. So, so to speak. Yeah, you go and you but, can uh, wear. I, we, we progressed I wear to songs like out. Rise, one of your favorites. Yeah, I, I wear <laughs> bands out. I almost did that with the Holy Grail, the Beatles. I've just, uh, yeah, they're so good. They're so. Talented. I'm still kind of oh. partial to the earlier Beatles stuff, though. But that's the beauty that, of the Beatles. You yeah, you've got yeah, for yeah. if someone says they don't like them, well. There's some song in there. You look over, they're tapping their. It's foot almost or like they're two different groups, depending yeah, upon what. Right. I mean, you know, Sergeant Pepper versus uh, She Loves You. I mean, it's like, I mean, huge difference. I mean, like, right. you know, but what uh, an influence uh, to me, you know, because growing up, I'm a, a, a young child of the '70s, and uh, the music on the radio and all the music was coming out. It's just, and all the stories and the drama and everything. It, it just it was everywhere, you know. And then the wings coming in hot and. That was every every pool a day. I went to the swimming yeah, you, pool. You'd hear them in the background, and it was just it never stopped. When you read up on these groups, what was going on behind the scenes is just, just amazing. That's why that Alan Freed story, you know, with the uh, the original. Uh, the, he, that's why the, uh, the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland because that's where he's from, and he's the one that initiated everything going way way back. He's he the one that started rock term, and roll, basically. Coined the term rock and roll. Yeah, he he's, he was the one, Alan Freed. Well, so what, if you could go back and. Uh, Relive a, a certain era. Where would you like to? Where would you, you like to go back to the seventies? That's your favorite. Uh, uh, <laughs> Music-wise, yes, seventies is my favorite. Uh, I grew up, you know, as a child, seventies, eighties, and at the time, I, I wish I had lived during the sixties at this era. And right. looking back, I wouldn't change a thing. I think we had. It couldn't have been any better. The music was just on point. Eighties got a little weird, but it was cool because they were experimenting with the MTV era. That was fantastic, uh, but. Uh, and it was fully indulgent and, and had everything you wanted, and you didn't have the you know, phones and, and everything to distract you. And, In uh, a way, I mean, things were so much simpler. Yeah, it was, it was great. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just very uh, fortunate. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm collecting all these things, right? I had the eight tracks, and then I right, got rid of that, and then I'm into vinyl, and right, now on to cassette, and now on to CDs, and now on to uh, streamed music, and get yeah, a library, whatever, 25,000 songs, you know? and. and here, here I get back into a dear friend of mine, Mark. Shout out to Mark Futrell. He he dropped off a handful of years ago, um, a, a crate of uh, record albums, and uh, uh, just said you might like these. And I, I didn't even have a turntable anymore, so I you know went out to Best Buy and bought a how long ago very was entry level turning. Turn. You know I don't remember now. It seems like yesterday, but it was it's probably closer to ten years ago, okay. uh, and. Uh, so immediately just started having kind of reinvigorated you into the vinyl scene. Oh, it did because you again you just it's a different experience, and uh, so you know started kind of collecting and you and I started chatting and and uh, Tom's got an extensive uh, collection that he's been paring down. You you, you find well you, you, it's funny how this would be a nice transition. Uh, do you find that your tastes have changed over the years? Like some of the stuff you bought you don't like, and some of the stuff that you, you that, that you didn't think you liked at the time, all of a sudden you you, you like it. I think I always kind of liked it all. I, I you know I was maybe too cool for some of it. This at, was at funny. The time. There's like an eight-year difference between my brother 
and I was collecting more of the, the older stuff, you know, like yeah. the 50s and 60s, and he was kind of like getting into the Led Zeppelin and Alice Cooper when I was, wasn't really paying a heck of a lot of attention to that because I was preoccupied only, with all the other There's only so many hours of the day. So it's it, like stuff yeah. like, I mean, like, I'm just, you know, loving stuff like Led Zeppelin. I mean, like, I mean, I probably liked it somewhat at the time, but all of a sudden I'm hearing it on, on, the, on, on the radio, in the car, and I'm like, that, that's, that's, that's damn good. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah I'm, a, I'm a classic rock guy at my core, <laughs> yeah. and then all the other... Again, the crooners. Oh, I love the 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 little uh, the the lady era singers, singer songwriters. You know, uh, Joni Mitchell, uh, Barbara Streisand. Um, uh, who sings the Earth Move Under My Feet? You know, it's uh, funny. Like I just heard, uh, you know, Guilty. Uh, darn it, but she's she's fantastic. So I, I love all that. I love I love. Well, but like you say, super heavy metal. Right. I liked hard rock, but super heavy metal. I was kind of dip my toe into it right uh, but then I find myself get more exposed to it learning more about it and I, I now have some of those that have come into my wheelhouse um, country never been a big country guy right. but um, my kids are a little bit into it and uh, so I'll hear some of those and gone with my wife to a couple concerts and it's kind of fun not as deep generally but uh, I, I just I want to continue to, to open the doors like you say just be open to it be exposed now I did expose myself to some, I guess it's MP3 downloads. Yeah. I don't know how secure some of these sites, but there was one site that seemed like it was pretty secure. I went on there, and some you of just these lost some your of identity. Maybe some of these 50s and 60s, um, super super rare 45s that you you know mm -hmm. you, you can't even find it even if you're going to spend a lot of money to, find, to buy it. So I downloaded them and I actually burned my own CD and I put it on my sophisticated system and the quality came out. Pretty good, so maybe I'm underestimating what what you can do by burning some of these. Well, if you have the equipment, so mo most of us yeah. are walking around with a phone and some earbuds. Right, that, that's so the difference. The, the sound well, so in other really words, cool. online, you know what? It, I just found something out because I'm thinking, if I'm having problems with my preamp and I'm going to have to upgrade it, uh, what I found is like. Uh, so Tom has Tom's system. We'll, we'll give a rig rundown here in a second, but he's got thousands of dollars worth of. Uh, audio equipment. It's and, uh, and it's it's Macintosh. Macintosh. Uh, well, they don't confuse us with the original Macintosh computers. This, this is Macintosh audio equipment. So I got the amp, the preamp, uh, uh, tuner. I have. A, what does each of those do? All right. Well, the the, the amplifier supplies the power. Uh, the preamp is going is basically like a navigator. All, all your components are hooked up to the to, to the preamp, and then it's distributed. Uh, in, in, the power is distributed to the speakers from there. So, and then your tuner you know, basically goes through the preamp. So you, you select uh, what you want to use, either the CD player, your tuner. So how is that different than a regular receiver? The receiver is, is the same thing and incorporates all of them into the receiver. It's a, it's a combination of all of them. It's a Swiss Army knife. It's, yeah, it does it, it's it, got it's the amp, the preamp, and the tuner all combined in a unit. Now, the caveat is that theoretically if something goes wrong, it's, it's not isolated to one thing. You've got to go in and figure out what it is where and also the quality of the sound theoretically is better if you if you, if you uh, separate. separate the components yeah so um, any rate uh, I might I might have a problem with the phono the the tuner works beautifully I mean the music sounds phenomenal on the tuner when you come over you're gonna play it it's, it's phenomenal and my CD player is great now what I found out is that some of the newer preamps have what's called a dock it's it's a digital uh, it's a digital analog converter which is in my uh, CD player, but the, since the CD player is about five years old, uh, the technology apparently has changed a little bit over the last last couple of years, and it's got even more sophisticated with the chips that are in or whatever's going on. 
And uh, so, I mean, theoretically, I but mean, there's an appeal to that 50-year-old stuff, 40-year-old equipment. There's still an appeal for that. Yeah, that, that 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 that's what I have to figure out what I want what I want to do. I you know what I, I think I don't I think that the that the, 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 the converter in my CD player is going to be more than more than what I want. If someone's out there getting all this really high-end like uh, audio quality sound going, and then they, they in order to get the absolute best sound that they can get, they're probably going to want the the best digital analog converter that they can get. But for me, I don't know if that's really a big issue. So the bottom line is, just like you thought, I can probably go with a more vintage preamp, maybe something that's that's along the lines of what I have. It's it's maybe a little bit newer. Bring me up to the 90s versus the 70s. That, that <laughs> thing is still the 70s, and, and, and it's still worth a lot of money. Oh yeah, it's, it's worth a, more now. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's amazing what you get get for this stuff, uh, and, and the Macintoshes in, in particular. And you got to have a good listening environment. So I, I was kind of into it. In, I guess the uh, early 90s had a pretty good setup, but um, yeah, you're uh, exactly right. Because but, uh, but now in my basement, tile floor, and uh, I I went out again, bought a very entry level turntable. Which there's a world right. of difference in turntables, um, and then went to a pawn shop and bought just forty dollar two like you know whatever yeah. three foot high Pioneer speakers and, I mean, and that's I, okay because that I takes would, me back to that special place and that moment in time you drop it and all of a sudden you well, know you can come over and silly love songs by the you, Wings comes on or something. If I don't feel Incredible. like moving the equipment, you come over and make me a decent offer. You might want to just upgrade your equipment. Done. In other words, if you say you sell your home. Yeah. I mean, this is a totally different topic. Maybe we'll save it for another broadcast where we can get into all those other, other stuff. This is kind of more towards fitness going into the music thing. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, um, I want to tell you some some of my plans are as far as moving and, and building a house and stuff like that. Yeah, so, well, we'll get into that, too. So we can get into that. So, but what, what had me, uh, Tommy rolled in today with, um, like he does, about every three or four weeks, he he uh, bestows upon me some, some real uh, unique, not top of my search list, uh, uh, kind of uh, records, and, and he, he brings a few by for me, and uh, um, I, I just appreciate it so much. And they're always just in, you know, perfect shape and arguably collectible or whatever. But uh, um, I get turned on to to, yeah. to new old music or old new music or stuff that's a little deeper than I had or whatever. I'm on. I need to go pick up this Stones album or this David Bowie album or whatever. And so he'll, he'll lay something on me and I'm yeah. like, what is this? I don't know, man. You're getting to the bottom of the stack. I mean, but then I put it on and it's fantastic. I, I'd love to please you with, I, I know what you really love. And if, if I had a lot of doubles and that would be fantastic, but I, I just don't have it. You know what I mean? So I'm basically exposing you to some of the stuff that I have like, uh, I have it on a CD or I have double albums of yeah. the same thing or, yeah. or a compilation that covers it. And because if you have so much stuff, it's just kind of nice to kind of like uh, narrow it down. You know what I mean? Well, so well, well, that's the let's challenge. Let's see what you got, man. So, uh, oh yeah, I want to ask you one thing. You were you were talking about uh, putting putting having the adapter on your on your on your album, so you can put on several albums at the same time, and then and then it drops down, so you can continue to continue to play. You mentioned that last time I was here, correct? So we had uh, for a while there, we were wanting to play, you know. Uh, but the bad thing is, you don't want to have contact with one with one album and another as far it's as gonna for, scratch you know it, what I'm saying. Yeah. So an album, I think you could probably get away with, but don't, don't do it with an album. I mean, don't be that lazy that you don't want to put an album on after each one. But right? the only reason we were considering is because there was a period there where we wanted to but, um, you know, play some albums in the store, and that doesn't work for several reasons. And running back here to turn, you know, so anyway, I didn't get but rid what of you could do it with, and I might think I, you know, I, I mean, because. Well, I don't even have that, that option on my, on my turntable. Yours is an older, cheaper turntable, so it has that option. You have a 45 adapter in yours. Would you yeah, do it? Yeah. 
because I bought you a couple 45s just for free that okay. I had extras of. Oh, you're so good. And kind one of them is the original classic of At the, At the Hop by Danny and the Juniors from 57. At the Hop. You remember that? We were rocking, we were rolling. So what I'm thinking is, is that beautiful? It's I, Danny and the Juniors never heard of them. Oh, you! This is this is huge. I know the song, you know. But, but anyway, I had two copies. But I thought that was. I thought that was somewhere. Now else. the flip didn't even have a label on it. Are you kidding? But it doesn't me, matter because it's the side you're you, you're concerned about. I wonder what is on the other side. Uh, well, it'll still play. Out, summer, yeah. summer, something. The other one's a Leslie Gore. A Leslie Gore. <laughs> oh yeah. Sixty-three. But I'm thinking, you know what? You could stack those. In other words, you, you, one of the reasons you don't like the 45s is because it's a pain in the neck to be shopping what you're doing, your fitness, Every you're doing your minutes, stuff, yeah. and, you know, throw on about 20, 45. I used to do that when you I was first. You can't get that many on there. You can get right? maybe six. You know, when I first got into music, I had everything going. My parents' house, we had, I mean, you talk, I But that won't work on my player because as far as multi-stacking them, you have to have the multi-play deal that with the tall needle where the, the it comes up the top and drops down. Well, it should be just kind of like a... Because my little needle is There's a is thick like adapter that goes on, and the records are stacked on it, and each one drops as you play it. Oh, I don't, I don't have that. Oh, so, you know, that might go back so oh, far. dude, I forgot about the portable multiplay adapter. Yeah. I totally it's, forgot uh, about it. It looks like a... Kind of like a... It's, I guess I describe it as a cock, It's basically. a cylinder. It's, it's, it's a like cylinder old, like this. Old spice, And it's too. about maybe... Five inches, yeah. five inches tall, and about a, an, an inch or so in diameter. And then the four, and what I it was is, looking to buy a whole you, you have like, with the about halfway up, you've got like a lever right in here, yeah, and the record stack here. Yeah, and each time it. the lever drops one down, it plays and it just keeps going until and, and, and it stops automatically. Have that. My, my mom's got that on an old Victrola. Because uh, I, I had it going. I mean, you talk, you talk about combining fitness with everything else going on. I come home from school. This was like back in the, in the 60s. I come home from school. Uh, I had a pool table set up in, in the rec room. I got my, my 45s, I come home, stack my 45s on, start playing the music, playing, playing pool, and go out the back door and I got my, I got my court for playing basketball. So I, I had everything going on. Nice. And then, and then my brother finally got older, we, we got into the wiffle ball, and wolf, it was great. And he, he, took, he, he, took, he started wiffle ball and then went on and started playing softball and, and uh, was really, really good. He could have almost been semi-pro, he was that good. But I, I, I initiated all this stuff. My roommate in college. He so, could throw a knuckleball with a wiffle ball that you know you couldn't hit it. It was impossible. But it's funny, like if it, if I wasn't into this, my brother never would have been into it. It's what what you're exposing the, the, the you know your brothers and sisters to. It's kind of like just it's kind of like you're passing the torch, which was kind of neat. And you know what I mean. And, and he it was funny, like we were, I even got into the games, you know, playing the NFL game and you know and all that stuff. Yeah. And it got to the point where he was beating me too much. It wasn't fun anymore. Well, he, <laughs> now he's really he he has he goes in these these sophisticated computer games and everything like that. I mean, he's got an expensive computer, you know, yeah. and he's really into the war games because he's a retired uh, Green Beret. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's like, I, but I'm thinking, like, I'm the one that got him started way, way back on this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at any rate, uh, yeah, I'm just thinking, I don't know whether you can get one of those adapters, but I started thinking oh, that uh, that would yeah. solve your problem when, uh, if the need, on, on if the, the 45s. If the needle that will drop, yeah, it'll come out of the way. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. It, it, uh, it'll reset. It'll go. It to, comes over. It drops. Comes back. Goes on it. Yeah. Comes off. Sh drops the next one. It's really kind of neat. Yeah, so simple. Uh, my, mine, I, mine, I have to basically. My, mine isn't even a. Ma uh, uh, mine's manual all the way. Mine, I have to actually take it and put it onto the record. <laughs> you can't even run to the bathroom. Come back two minutes later. And I mean, exactly right. I, and I have to. I got to take it off before it runs into the into the center. I'd center scratch panel. your needle. So it's it's you know it's just a little stressful. I mean, I could be cooking dinner and all of a sudden it's. it's 
I might have six songs on, a, on, on an album and, and I have to be, is, this the, is that the last song I gotta be prepared to go over and take it off? <laughs> but so anyway, I, I, albums, I, don't mind. Got, I bought you, I brought you two, two, two records in the 70s. Have I Where got stuff gonna? in the 70s? I've got a lot of 50s and 60s How about, stuff, how about early good. 70s, uh, Golden Biscuits? It's, it's the best Three Dog Night album you can get. Three Dog Night, I love Three it's Dog Night. It's the best album you can album. get. This is cool. One, of course. And now what I noticed, it was Mama a, told me Eli's coming. There was a little bit of scratching on it, but that might be my system. So I'm saying, let Jay appreciate it, because I don't think you're going to pick it up on your system. I don't know. But I mean, to me, all my favorite songs are right They're here. They're right all there. The, the only one that's not here is... Um, that whole first side is winners. Mama told me not to go. It's, it's on there. Uh, just, just an old-fashioned love song. Oh, I love the only one I've actually got, got that on another See, album. Look, look at all these ones right in a row. Yeah. Fantastic. Three Dog Night. So I knew you were going to love that. Biscuits. And Side then, one, you've um, got one, Easy to Be Hard. Mama told me Eli's coming, your song, and celebrate. And so it's what, on the original what label. What year is this? What year is it? That's 72. 72. So that's so, an you know, original. I was five years old at this time. This that's, was that's, before that's my original. time. Wow. Sweet. They're on a beach somewhere. Look at that. So that, uh, uh, wow. you know, I bought it. I'm thinking, shh. I've got know. this album. For me, I almost have to have something that's absolutely mint condition. Otherwise, that's the problem with having a sophisticated system. Then I brought you mid to late 70s with Elton John's greatest hits. You know what? Volume 2. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because Is that the one you want? It is, because I have... Man, I struck. I really struck gold on this one, too. Dude, I have probably a dozen Elton John albums. And I've got a couple of his greatest hits, but not this one. And this is the one that uh, I grew up with them because my older sisters had it. And so I wore this album out. Like, this is uh, Elton John's Greatest Hits, Volume and, 2. And this is the only one that Pure doesn't have PPD on it, combined with him. And that's one of my favorite songs by him, the combination. Okay. That's on there. So, okay, so let's it? run down the song list here. Yeah. Pull that album out. I can't read the back. Boy, look, look, check out the condition on that sucker. I think I only played it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> so you've got side one, the bitch is back, Lucy in the sky with diamonds, sorry seems to be the hardest word, don't go breaking my heart without Kiki D, someone saved my life tonight, and then side two, Philadelphia freedom, island girl, grow some funk of your own, leave on, you ever hear that song, and uh, pinball wizard, bam, oh, you're gonna love that item. Oh, so, so what good. I try and do Thank is, since, since I have a lot of 60 stuff... That's an album you put on when it's I, a party. I, 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 try, I try and, uh, you know, maybe supplement... If I can come up with something that's new that you like and then maybe supplement it with, with the 60s to get you into it that you might not know about. You, you, you know Herman's Hermits? I do, yeah, for sure. This is a great album. Ah, volume 3. I've got a, a best of different volumes. Yeah, listen to the songs. Another home run, dude. Let's check it There's out. There's kind of a hush and no milk today right there. Those two songs are phenomenal. Those are his two best on the same I side. I love... There's a kind of hush... All over the world. Yeah, and then it, is that uh, what it is? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. That almost sounds and, like it's written and then by East Burt West Backrack. was great, but I mean, and it's on the original, original uh, MGM. Are you kidding uh, me? MGM label. I happen to have his greatest hits, so that's why I was able to give it up. Uh, now the awesome. only, I was gonna, I was gonna, the only one you're missing. I have, I have an album. I actually have a soundtrack. Of Mrs. Brown, you have a lovely daughter. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I have the actual. You sound. had the other Herman Sermons. I might have got from you, baby. I never get. I, this is the first time I ever gave you him. Okay. No, this this is it. But I have it, and I was I was gonna give it to you, and then I noticed that it was something weird about it. I took it out. Rather than being MGM, it was all yellow, and at the top it was all blacked out, like someone blacked out it with like, like indelible. All right. 
and I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. And I did all this research, and I found out that the reason they did that was because it was it was it was a DJ copy, not for sale. Okay. And I went on eBay. <laughs> Good to go now. I I've went on e I went on eBay to find out. I was going to throw that in with you. And I said, I bet I just want to find out what's going on with this thing. So I go on eBay, and this guy has it where it's not blacked out, and it's eighty dollars. <laughs> so yeah, so, Jay what, doesn't need that so right what I'm thinking is, I'm going to throw it on there. With a starting bit of, of of twenty dollars, and just see. I mean, would you be concerned if it was a DJ copy, but it but it was blacked out at the top? Would that would that turn you off entirely, or would you wouldn't you care yeah, because I, it's a I, DJ copy? I wouldn't care. Yeah. Because in other words, you know it's rare because it's DJ, right? Well, even because of that, I'm I'm not trying to sell them. I, that's my problem in life. Anyway, I, I I don't sell stuff. I just have so to if I put it on and no one's interested, I'll just oh, you're I'll, good, I'll throw it in my my my, my bonus package. Well, what a treat! My happy Monday. You hook me up with some music. I'll be listening right. to it the rest of the re week. Um, Tom, thank you so much for uh, for coming in and sitting into the podcast. This has been fun. We will definitely do it again. We'll we'll go even further. Uh, no, it was a real pleasure being here. It was uh, I hope we contributed some some uh, positive conversation there that maybe someone all, might be interested in. It's all nonsense, but that's that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, and but, I, I guess one of the most important things is to draw attention to your your, your business here. That's that's. Well, yeah. I mean, we uh, we get the opportunity to chat with a lot of good customers, and and which end up becoming friends. Uh, case really in point, great. right here, man. So, yeah. um, thanks. Play more listeners. We will talk again. Hit us up uh, our next podcast. We're sitting down with Rick Sanchez, and uh, I'll just leave it with this: anyone for tennis? All right. Take care. <laughs>